This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Coming into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel alongside the head football coach of your region champion, Benedictine Cadets. Uh, coach Britt, congratulations on the region championship and just another awesome performance on Friday night. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, certainly excited about uh, the region championship and glad uh, we were able to, to take care of Friday night. Now, we spoke about this uh, on the postgame show, but in your mind and with the coaches, where was the region championship on a goal list, if at all? You know, it really, honestly, it wasn't. I mean, it was kind of understood. That's that's what we wanted to do. It's an expectation. Um, so uh, we, we're glad. It, you know, it's something we, we knew we had to do to get where we want to be. Uh, but, um, but really, it was the expectation that we take care of that. Well, Coach, y'all in sealing up this region just absolutely dominate New Hampstead, seventy to twenty-eight. Uh, this one was twenty-eight to nothing, really fast there. And you've spoken all season about being elite. I thought it was a pretty elite first twelve minutes for your team. It definitely. I thought across the board we came out and played at a, a completely different level, and that that's what we're talking about. That's the whole idea behind set the standard, uh, a new standard at BC, which again is is very hard to do. Uh, but that, that's that's where we're at, and that's the level we want to play at. Now, I don't know just if you're being – or if you are going to be right here just nice to your offensive staff and these guys that want to try the newfangled stuff, but I want you to bear with me here for a second. Uh, I'm watching a, a lot of football. I'm watching the Ravens and the Bengals absolutely dominate in the NFL right now. I'm watching uh, Georgia number one in the country uh, in college football, and, and there's a lot of things in common they have, which is running the football – and playing really good defense. Now, I know you got that big old four-star quarterback, Holden Garner, and he can sling it around, but I don't know that he needed to throw a pass on Friday night the way you guys were running the football, and then defensively just sticky in coverage and the front seven really getting after it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, certainly excited the way we're playing. And, you know, offensively, we want to be about 50-50, you know, throughout the year and to be able to take whatever they give us. And they were giving us a four four and sometimes five man box and, and so we, we got to be able to run it definitely so that was the mindset if they're going to come out and completely stay too high and stay in a situation where they're, they're giving us the numbers in the box we're going to take it and, and run and uh, we got to do that as well so you know we did that and then of course you know I think Holden ended up throwing only 10 times in that first half and and, uh, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes to win the game. I think fans here take what the defense gives you, and they think it's kind of a surrender mentality or you're just you're being passive on offense. But more than anything, it's just it's it's no different than football 50 years ago, right? It's just a numbers game, whether you're running to the left or the right or whether you're throwing or you're passing. Yeah, definitely. It, it's, uh, it, it is. It's numbers. You're just looking at numbers and looking at – I mean, the first thing you do is look at numbers. Uh, then you look at – athletes and who can do what and try to win 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 those matchups but um but yeah when the numbers are saying run it we've got to be able to run it um uh, you know we're in a situation where we don't have to just do one or the other but definitely have to be that way and that's that's what we mean take what the defense gives us and and uh you know it's just just be you know put ourselves in the best position possibly with both numbers and angles 
Now, there's a duo for you guys that are really just making a name for themselves, not just in this area, but around the state. Zaquan Bryan uh, and Justin Thomas, they both go over 100 yards there in the first half. Justin Thomas on the ground, uh, Zaquan through the air. And I want to start with Justin, Coach. It's just, it seems as the year has gone on, he's really grown into that running back mold. And it's just, it doesn't matter if it's on the toss. It doesn't matter if it's on a, a halfback power. It doesn't matter if he's catching the ball on a tunnel screen. It, he just seems so comfortable now in every aspect of his game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Justin is a special young man, first of all, and then a special athlete. He can do so many things. And, and I think, uh, you know, this summer, um, you know, he didn't get as much conditioning as a light because he's playing a lot of baseball, which is certainly understood. Uh, for his situation, and and uh, so I think at the beginning of the year, he you know, his legs weren't quite under him, uh, which <laughs> he was still pretty amazing. But you know now I think his legs are really under him, and he's he's playing at a, a very special level. And Zaquan Bryan again, he goes for over a hundred yards there in the first half through the year, and just. I thought the play that really stood out in my mind was the slant pass uh, that he catches from the top of the field, just burns his guy and then puts his foot in the ground and just completely toasts the safety as well. If you can throw that with that accuracy from Garner and he can run that slant route like that, I don't know many defenses that can stop that. Yeah, definitely. And Quan, Quan is special in space uh, for certain. He makes people – he just looks different. And uh, not like those guys were slow that he was against, but yeah, he he, he split those two safeties, and it was they weren't going to touch him. And uh, like he was running full speed when he called it from Gurner, he, he put it right there on the on the money. So you're right, if you can you can have that available to you, it's it's going to be really hard to stop. And then he's getting the ball on the ground more so uh, than we have seen in previous games. I know we kind of saw that last week against South Effingham, uh, but he has a 20-plus yard touchdown run in this game as well. Is that just another thing where I know your first thing on the whiteboard is always just get the ball to the playmakers? Yeah, definitely. And that that is part of of a plan that uh, we've talked about and Coach DePhillips has implemented and Coach Coleman uh, is, is, you know, find different ways of getting the ball. I mean, the, the, the different ways we can get these guys the ball, the harder it is to defend. I mean, what do you, as a, as a defensive coordinator, what do you decide to stop? How do you do that? You know, uh, and, and the fact that you can get him the ball, you know, from out at split, he can come into flanker, he can go all the way into to a running back position, uh, it just makes it really hard to defend. Coach, on the defensive side of the ball, you guys get three interceptions there uh, in the first quarter. On the first drive, I thought Luke Cromanhawk just made an all-time play there from his safety position. Uh, I know he had a he was on a wide receiver, and for most offenses, your best wide receiver on a safety is a good matchup, and they try to run a post pattern on him, but he kind of ran the route for the wide receiver, undercut him, and just made an awesome play on the ball. He did. It was actually a double move. He he, he showed the uh, the corner first and then went back to the post, and and uh, Luke uh, did a good job. He kind of got crossed up a little bit, but fought back and made a great play on the ball. So, um, you know, he's growing in that safety position. It's something new. He's never played it before. He, he, he played linebacker in middle school and actually was still listed as a linebacker for us and, of course, as a quarterback. But, um, uh, but he's learning that safety position, and he did a really good job, made a great play, and that, that, was, that was a huge play to start that game. And then how about Holden Saps interception, Coach? We, we kind of spoke about this one on the post game, where it was a screen pass from them, and uh, your rush gets to the quarterback. He overthrows the running back, and you can see Holden was coming in to try to maybe just uh, clean up the running back, but he sees the ball and kind of has to stop his momentum and ends up catching it with one hand. 
Yeah, it was a great play. Definitely a great play by him. Mac uh, Croman Hawk had gotten pressure on the quarterback, so he just was getting it out of there real fast. And uh, and that was just a tremendously athletic, uh, you know, skilled play by by Holden Sapp to to make that interception. And 558 yards of total offense, at least according uh, to Dennis Knight. And I'm not going to argue with him. I'll let you you handle that. But Dennis Knight of the Savannah Morning News says 558 yards of total offense and just a, a dream performance. But I know some of that came at the end, Coach, where you had uh, Rayshon Matthews breaking a long touchdown run and then Thomas Blackshear. I don't think I've ever seen a coach shake his head while he has a running back going for a 74-yard touchdown run, but maybe just trying to run out the clock there. Yeah, definitely. I, I just said, hey, let's try to just, just run this clock out, take the time and run the clock out, which is not us. We're usually going as fast paced as we can. And, you know, I get it. That's what we do. Um, but uh, not that I'm certainly not upset. I tell the kids, you get out there and you, you know, we put you on the field, you make plays. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, you, you go full speed and you make plays. So they, that group was doing what they were supposed to do. I just was, <laughs> we were really trying to, like, okay, finally, let's just run this clock out be done but um but proud of him I, I actually had us for 624 yards all right we'll go with yours <laughs> i like that better yeah it sounds a little bit better but uh, yeah but thomas you said you told us man he's going to be special in two weeks in a row uh making pretty special plays yeah definitely he he's going to be a special division one guy uh you know he's still young he, he doesn't turn 15 until april wow um and uh so he, he's got a lot of growing to do he's going to be a special special kid and special player for us well, not all great uh, on Friday night. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and get Coach's notes uh, on the game, some stuff that he wants to work on, and we'll ask some questions as well. All that next right here on the Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio, Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Wrapping up a big 70-28 to win there over New Hampstead, clinching the region championship in a one-seed, so... Uh, at least for round one, going to be a home team, and then make it the second round be a home team there as well. But coach, going back to that game against New Hampstead, uh, some just some notes that we took during the game. Uh, I don't know how many weeks in a row it is now, but just another long touchdown run right up the gut, coach. It's just it's becoming a habit, but not one that you want to have. Yeah, definitely. It's just uh, we we were playing tremendous, just lights out defense and. Uh, you know, really giving up nothing, and then you know they hit us on that long run, and and you know, good good player that uh, number twenty uh, for New Hampshire can run. He's really fast, and you know he did a good job. But we just we just got to do a better job of of fitting with the linebackers fitting with the D line there, and then we got to be able to get them on the ground in the secondary, both our corner, our, our weak corner in that situation, and our safety. Just got to be able to get him on the ground for a 18, 20-yard gain, not a, not a what 70-yard touchdown run. And then, coach, for the second week in a row, uh, Luke Cromanhawk comes in to play quarterback for the final drive, and then second week in a row, there's a of the first half, excuse me, and then second week in a row, there's a turnover on that drive. How important is it for you to get those notes down and get to see him in situations like that? Yeah, I think it's huge. It's huge for him. It's huge for us. Uh, you know, being the best we can be this year and then certainly being huge for the future uh, for us. So uh, we're, we're trying to get that done and trying to run as much of a, a normal offense as we can uh, for him. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, the mistake he made against South Evingham, uh, and the reason we called it, I mean, Coach, 
Phillips could have easily called a, a one receiver route, and, and I mean he can throw dimes. We know that, right? And he, he could throw it, and we'd probably be successful. But he's not. He's trying to you know call plays where he's having to read or having to move and have having to understand different things. And the one against South Effingham, he he did not make the correct read. And, you know they were going over it in film study, and then it was funny the next week. Or, or, or Friday night, we had the exact same situation, except Holden was up there, and then he fixed it and made the correct read. Uh, you know, so it's helping all the way across uh, and just getting all of that done. And then, you know, Luke again, hey, we want him to make those mistakes now when we're up and, and, and in good situations so that, you know, uh, if it happens this year where we have to have him, he, he's ready, or then, you know, certainly for next year, uh, he's learned those lessons when it didn't matter as much and, and not when it's the game's on the line. And, Coach, they, New Hampshire able to score a few touchdowns there in the third quarter, and the game ends up getting a little bit closer than you wanted to, at least for a comfort uh, point of view. You guys had your second team in, especially across the offensive line, and it just seemed like New Hampshire was able to get constant pressure. There was a couple plays on the same drive uh, where they kind of met the running back at the mesh point, and the ball popped out on one of them, and they were able to score a long touchdown run. Just uh, another one of those things, at least from where Kevin and I were sitting, where you have all the guys saying, Coach, I want to play. Coach, I want to play. Coach, I want to play. And then you get in and something like that happens. I thought that was a good learning opportunity. It is, it is a very good learning opportunity. Um, unfortunately, you know, everybody, you know, wants to see the second and third team uh, when you go up. And, and, and sometimes when you can score like we score and you go up so fast, it, it's not indicative really of what the game is. If, if that makes any sense at yeah, all. Yeah, I thought, I thought New Hampstead, you could kind of see they're, they're a much better team than the score indicated. They are. They are. They were. And it, it, what happened, they were not ready for the atmosphere, for the pace, for, for what was happening uh, because they haven't been in those situations and uh, where we have. And, and so I think they were shocked. And so then they come out and, and, and uh, coach uh, continues to keep his starters and continue to run his offense, which is his prerogative, certainly. And, and I understand why he's doing that. I mean, he's building his program. So, uh, yeah, we try to – it probably would have been better to keep the ones in, you know, through that first uh, – through that third quarter, uh, you know, because it was not a running clock. He chose not to take the running clock. So it probably would have been better to do that. Um, but that's not what we chose to do, and that's fine. But um, either way, it worked out good. But it, it, you know, it was learning all the way across. We can, we're going to sit and watch that film and learn from it and be better in the future. Uh, certainly, and you could tell what Coach Hawkman was trying to do, which I don't know that he was playing for that game so much as he was playing for the final game of the regular season, and then obviously uh, New Hampstead going to the playoffs there as well, so just trying to build some momentum, and I think uh, they certainly did, and he, like you said, he does an excellent job over there, but you, you mentioned that first quarter and kind of how they were shell-shocked a little bit, and I know a lot of the reasons that you schedule the way you schedule is so when you get to these points, your team's not like that, but I do think any fan that's watched their team play a really good team and maybe get blown out, there's just kind of a commonality, which is playing a really good team puts so much pressure on you in every aspect of the game that you can't let one mistake compound into two or three. And so we always talk about that. But as the coach of the good team, 
How do you kind of instill that, that kind of shark smelling blood in the water where you can turn one mistake into flipping a game around? Yeah, I think one is it's being in those situations. And you, you have to just constantly, you know, you have to play the best, best of the best to be able to do that and, and just be in those situations. And then that's how we practice. Um, you've got to continue to put pressure on at practice. And um, you can't be relaxed, 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 and then expect to, to be good under pressure. So we constantly try to put pressure on them at practice. And um, consequently, uh, I, I'm, I can be a very mean individual. <laughs> you? And, uh, you know, and, and they know that. And, and you know, I, I you know, accept that. I just had a, a parents here visiting, you know, with an eighth grader, and they're trying to make a decision. I said, if you come – the Benedictine, that's the way it's going to be. I'm going to be, we'll say a jerk, I use another word, out there on the field. Sure. And um, now you come in here and I'll talk to you and help you and love you and, and all that. But if you want to be great, you got to have pressure put on you every day. And that, that's what we try to do. Certainly. And, Coach, just looking at the schedule you guys have played already uh, with the teams that have been on it, was that kind of that first quarter kind of culmination of all that pressure like you're talking about and, and all those drives and all those mistakes you've made, just, just seeing those first 12 minutes, that kind of felt like you have reached almost that razor's edge where now you're just trying to keep the guys there? Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think, you know, we, we, we experienced the low, and I talk to them every week about, you know, we don't want to feel like we felt at Buford. Uh, we were playing horribly and just not in a good place at that time, and we don't want to ever go back there. And they agree. They 100% agree with that. So I do think, yeah, I mean, it's it's we're building off of that. We continue to build off of that each week, and we're practicing at a different level and studying at a different level so that, so that we can play at a different level on Friday nights. Coach, I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if I got out of here without talking about my favorite group, the offensive line, and I thought they had another outstanding game, but I thought the coolest moment was when you did have to put some starters back in, and Zaquan returns that kick back to New Hampstead's 20 there in the second half. A lot of the offensive linemen that had come into the game and then immediately got pulled, you could see they were a little bit dejected on the sideline, but I saw number 56, Drew Morin, standing on the sideline talking to a couple of guys and coaching them up and going through some snaps, and you could see him taking that first step and just having a senior coaching up guys that he plays with that are just one or two years or sometimes in the same grade as him, I thought that might have been the most special moment of the night. No, you didn't see it because you were watching the game, but that was a really cool moment. Yeah, I, I did not. I wasn't aware of that, but I'm no way surprised at all. I, I think, one, that's what makes Benedictine special. Uh, they care about what's going to happen when they leave. They they want the continued success, so they care about the next group coming in. and. And yeah, that was, it was a little weird uh, how all that was going on because I'm like, hey, we got to put some of the guys back in uh, to make sure we, you know, keep this separation. But then, uh, then almost immediately, it, it, it was, you know, in a situation where we didn't have to be. So, um, uh, but so I'm proud of them, and, and I get it. I, I'm glad they want to play and they want to be out there and they want to want to score again. And I'm certainly proud of the offensive line who, who who's just done a done a tremendous job for us and they're they're, they're out uh, sized every single game i mean every game everybody we play is, is bigger than them and, and they've just done a great job coach coleman does a tremendous job of getting the absolute max out of them and, but i think it yeah just shows that 
you know, Drew cares what happens next year and the next year and, 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 and forever. And uh, that's just something special about Benedictine and, 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 you know, what we want to continue to keep, keep the tradition going. Final game of the regular season coming up. Islands uh, to wrap up the regular season. This one on a Thursday night. Coach Deshaun Printup has done a phenomenal job over there with that program, kind of taking it over uh, in not not really enviable situation uh, with the Sharks over there. What have you seen out of them so far this season? I know they're coming off a tough loss, uh, and they're going to want to get back in the win column. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one, yes, Coach Printup's done a good job and, and uh, came came in in a very hard situation. So, Proud for him, and and they have talent. Obviously, have have a good bit of talent over there, and um, you know we we've just got to go take care of business and and be Benedictine and, and and handle this situation just like we have every week for the past you know the past seven. It's just make sure we're taking care of what we're supposed to take care of, and 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 I think we'll be fine. But um, we understand that you know that when they play Benedictine, it's like it's the biggest game of the year. And again, a third. Oh, go ahead. And so, you know, with that being said, we want to continue to to, to realize that and realize we got to play at a certain level every single game. And coach, senior night coming up. It's always the final home game of the season. This one on a Thursday night. I know homecomings for the fans, but I always feel like senior nights for the coaches. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you're proud of these these guys and this group, and and uh, just want to honor them. Um, but you know what we'll tell them is, yeah, this is special, and they get to you know go out and, and be honored with their with their mom and dad, and 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 get a picture and all that special. But what we're, we're trying to do bigger things, and I want to I want to be with them for for a long time, for for another another five weeks is what we want to do. So uh, if we can do that, that that'd be honoring them. Oh yeah, we want to be playing past Thanksgiving and into December for sure. But uh, coach, I know this is going to be a special senior group. Maybe the next few will be special, especially with everything that they went through this past season uh, and then into 2020 as well. I just I feel like this group right now probably stick with you for a while. Definitely, it is a really special group. Um, we we voted on on captains, and it was really hard. We were talking as coaches. Uh, Monday, and all the players vote, all the complete staff votes, uh, you know, training staff, managerial staff, uh, weightlifting staff, everybody votes on captions because that's, and it's the only honor we give. We don't give out, you know, MVP or best offense, defense, nothing like that. This is the honor. And we were talking as coaches, and it's going to be really hard to decide who who to vote for because there's that many great guys, and consequently, uh, we normally we vote for three. Normally we'll have three or four because there'll be four that are just the numbers are just obviously there. We ended up having six captains, and honestly, you know, every one of those guys, uh, you know, could have been chosen. So, very proud of this group. It is a special group. Uh, they've, they've been through a lot. They, they've played, you know, you know, played a lot of really good teams, and, and certainly went through the COVID scenario. So. Uh, proud of them and, and proud of what they're accomplishing. Again, senior night coming up on Thursday as you take on the Island Sharks. This will be the final game of the regular season, looking to finish 8-2. and There'll be a bye week after that before round one of the playoffs there at Memorial Stadium. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Look forward to seeing you out there on Thursday. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it once again. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. 
You're on the Danny Bridge Show. Glad to have you all hanging out with us on a Monday evening. And so much more to dive into here on the Danny Bridge Show. Another big defensive performance there in the first half from your cadets. Three interceptions in that first quarter alone as the cadets took a 28 to nothing lead over New Hampstead. And to break it down, one of the key pieces of that defense, Matt Cromenhawk, a senior defensive lineman for your cadets, joining us on the program. Matt, thanks for taking the time, man. Thank you for having me, Mr. Kokel. Oh, for sure. And listen, a huge performance for you guys. And first of all, congratulations uh, on the region championship. I know speaking to Coach Britt, uh, something that's hugely important to you guys because you get to play at least one more game in the playoffs at home. Yes, sir. It's really important to us. And a big region championship. But that t- take me through that first quarter, man. Uh, four total turnovers for you guys in the first quarter. Three interceptions, a couple of spectacular uh, ones in that. Just take me through how your defense was playing there in that first quarter. Yes, sir. We definitely uh, we had kind of a chip on our shoulder. We've been practicing all week with, uh, you know, the interviews that would come out on you know some of the news sites. They uh, they they were expecting it to be a close game, and not because our offense couldn't produce. They they thought we were lacking in defense, so we practiced with a chip on our shoulder all week long and. We came out strong, and we didn't let off the gas pedal, and we wanted to make a statement, and I think that statement was, uh, was, was strong. Now, everyone likes to talk about the duo on offense of Justin Thomas and Zaquan Bryant, but I think you guys have a pretty good duo on your side of the ball in yourself and Holden Sapp, uh, both playing those stand-up outside linebacker positions. Tell me about the relationship you guys have. Yes, sir. That, that relationship builds from you know being four years at a school like BC where it really is a brotherhood. Um, it's not like we're just – practicing together we're, we're hanging out 24 7 we're hanging out at school we're sitting eating lunch together talking about the upcoming matchups we're we're hanging out on the weekends we're reviewing film together our our families our friends we've we've had a relationship that uh we're, we're basically like brothers and you know when when there's when there's a sack he's not too far behind coming to congratulate me and vice versa we've got you know we're, we've got a really close connection now, speaking of brothers, how cool is it for you to play on the same unit with your brother? I know you play some offense as well, but defensively, when he's back there playing safety uh, and you were playing that outside linebacker position, how cool is it? I know growing up playing football with him to now be at the highest level here uh, of, of high school football in the state of Georgia and playing with your brother. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Gokel, there's, there's nothing that, you know, especially my mom, we, we never wanted nothing more. Um, you know, my brother and I, we've been close brothers, you know, you know, wrestling at the house and practicing with dad and, you know, going out to the dogs practices. And this is really the first year we've ever been able to play on the field together and actually be in the game together. And it's really special. It's, you know, I love seeing my brother make plays and he loves seeing me make plays. And we're we're always congratulating each other and getting hyped up with each other. And, you know, I think my mom's really in the stands crying, but uh, it's, it's something that's really special to our family. Now, final regular season game coming up against Islands. I know always a big game for you guys when you take on the Sharks, but this is senior night for you. Just tell me what this night uh, is going to mean looking back over the previous four years. Uh, well, you know, it's obviously really important, but, you know, Coach Britt tells us senior night and homecoming, they're really for, you know, the, you know, the fans. Um, we practice for every single game. We, 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 we don't play down to our opponents or play up to our opponents. We play our standard of football, and, that's what we're going to practice, and that's how we're going to play. I think Coach Britt would be proud of that answer. Matt Cromanhawk joining us here on the Danny Britt Show. Mac, I appreciate the time, man. Good luck on Thursday. We look forward to seeing you out there. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. You've been listening to ESPN's Danny Britt Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG.
Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk on ESPN Radio.